Welcome to episode 101 of the Towel Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris coming at you with a new edition for our next 100 episodes. That's it, man. We're going to get them all banged out real soon. Yep. You'll be here in episode 200 by December <laughs> of 2019. Maybe. Yeah, it's a little bit more like it. Um, sorry, guys, for the hiatus. Scheduling could not match up the last couple of weeks, but um, we've got a fun-filled episode, including starting off with the announcement of our winner of the giveaway. Yes, uh, Miss Roxy Quick um, won our giveaway. She um, participated by you know naming what she wanted to see in the swag bag. We don't know if that's what she's going to see in the swag bag, but... We've got some good items uh, coming her way, and we do roll out these contests every once in a while, guys, but that was a big one, 100th episode, six-year anniversary. We wanted to give you guys a chance uh, to kind of win something for your continued support throughout the last six years. So thank you for listening. Thank you for going to don'tforgettotowel.com and just staying geekly with us. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. So let's get into some news, right? As usual. All right, first up, we got some valiant news. Um, Bean Diesel uh, on his Instagram page showed off a video for the start of the production of Bloodshot. So it is coming. The valiant's first cinematic foray is on its way. That rhymed. Uh, <laughs> and you didn't Diesel, plan that either. I didn't plan it, but I'm glad I did it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, not only do we have the start of production, um, I, they added Guy Pierce to the cast. I can't remember if we yeah. talked about that or not, but no, we haven't. That that was in the last couple of weeks. That's, yeah, so you know he's taking over for the role of Michael Sheen. I think Michael Sheen's a fantastic act, uh, actor, but I also think Guy Pierce is better. So uh, you know, all star cast for that one. I'm I'm excited to see our first trailer eventually. You know, it just started a couple of weeks ago, so see how that goes. But it's so real now. So happy. Well, that's it, right? It's real. Yeah. It's happening. It's not a rumor. Um, this is not a test. It's it's happening. <laughs> um, why don't you take this next one? Can you just tell me about this? Yes. So the uh, I didn't read the press release. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to read from the press release. So okay. the um, you know we we were kind of debating like what was going to happen with the next phase of Bloodshot Comics. Um, because there was no word of if Jeff Lemire was going to be sticking around for uh, f- to continue the series. It's been writing for a while now, right? It's it's been years. Um, so we we did get news that the next Bloodshot comic will be called Rising Spirit. And I'm sorry, I marked it as red, so it's going to take me a second here. Um, but they just announced the pre-order bundle, which Valiant has been doing lately over the last year and um so what you do is you pre you they would give you those you know those old coupons you used to get in the comics like oh you give it to your comic shop owner they would they would order that for you you know so barely tried to do that cool little throwback to our 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 youth uh by doing that so that's that's always in our press release and that's cool um but the new the new series is going to be written by uh lonnie nadler and zach thompson uh, with artist Ken Lashley on, on you know, on pencils. So it sounds cool. Uh, the pre-order variant will get you variant covers uh, 
for each issue, ones you can only get with a pre-order edition bundle. And they've also announced something called a glass cover variant. Uh, apparently, it's some kind of new technology uh, that's out there. And I'm not I'm including a new cutting edge innovation in comic publishing. Hmm. I do like it's it's they're very um, secretive on this, I guess. Um, well, I'd be willing to to get it. So you know those those brushed metal variants that they have? Yep. It's kind of, and they say it's like that. Uh, It's printed via a special multicolored process on a carefully devised pane of glass. And it'll be done by artist Doug Braithwaite, you know, who's been kicking ass on the Bloodshot comics for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. And I actually have a Ken Lashy um, picture hanging up in my house x men x men gold he did um so and he's always at buffalo comic cons um so good chance i'll maybe be able to get him do a little do a little bloodshot cover for me little blank cover. so i get those blank covers man that's it okay great awesome sweet so go out there to those comic book shops people as we always say read the comics that's where all this stuff comes from you want to uh, we've preached Valiant a lot, um, and one thing that they do really, really well is every three issues, four issues, they do a new jumping on point. So you want to get caught up on uh, Bloodshot, even though Rising Spirit's coming out, and you didn't read the last, I don't know, 20 years worth of Bloodshot, you can still figure it out. You can still get on there, you can still jump in, and then go back and read the old issues. But yeah, I'm excited for this new series. Bloodshot's been one of my favorite characters. Uh, for a while and you know valiant consistent that's the one thing that we always say consistent so this is cool that's the thing right instead of just saying number one bloodshot number one bloodshot rising spirit bloodshot reborn bloodshot salvation can't you just do that (laughs) yeah at least least somebody's got that right oh my gosh anyway all right let's speaking of which who doesn't often get it right let's go to marvel news Um, this is a little bit old information, but I wanted to throw that out there so we could talk about it real quick because we didn't on the podcast before, but the Red Skull, um, is now free to leave Vormir now that the, um, what am I, Soulstone has been removed. Um, this has been officially announced by the Russo brothers. So that means that the Red Skull is free to do his worst and show up in other things. Maybe we'll get another Captain America movie with the uh, the Russos? Maybe a Bucky Captain America movie? No. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, I, we talked about it in the last cast. You know, like, we're kind of trying to figure out, like, what's going to happen with Guardians 3. We yeah. both kind of landed on Taika Waititi is yep. who we think would probably pick up the reins there. But I think the Russos are done making Marvel movies for a while after this. It is they, a lot. They've got Deadly Class in the works over at Sci-Fi from Image. They've got Quantum and Woody from Valiant TV show in the works. Um, I want to say that there was one other weird property that they have, either from Image or something, maybe even Boom. But I think they're like staying in the comic book world. But clearly, stuck. But they're not yet. I think Infinity War uh, 1 and 2, that's, that's a high note if anyone yeah. can leave a high note. So I think if it were me, I'd say, you know, see in 10 years or whatever. But for right now, we're good. We gave you 
the epitome of 10 years worth of, of cinematic films. We don't have to prove ourselves anymore. They don't. Um, they gave us the, the, the two best so far, to be honest. It's... Winter Soldier and Infinity War. Yeah, I agree. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think we will see another Captain America. I think Red Skull is one of those villains like um, Dr. Doom, uh, like Harry Osborn, a little bit like Baron. Is it Baron Zemo who just shows up from time to time? He's late. He's further down on the list, but you know, Loki, like one of those people who just continuously F's with the entire uh, D or Marvel universe. So I, I want it. I'm glad that like, that was one of my big things is that I wanted him to come back and seriously. Yeah. He's such a big, big part of the comics, you know, it's, it's, and they've used them so well in, in the animated series and also, you know, also the comics, the dating back to a lot of these, these big crossovers. So it just, it just was kind of, I, I love that they, they brought him back in infinity war in, in the first place. And now to say he has future involvement is, is a great it was a great thing. So yeah, agreed. Um, so in MCU realm, still we know that Spider-Man: uh, Far From Home is due out next year, and the main villain has not officially been revealed as Mysterio, with Jake Gyllenhaal playing him. That has not been an official statement from Marvel, um, but that's still what's going on in the trades. What we saw the other day was a behind-the-scenes video from Tom Holland, who likes to ruin things, as always. He likes to spoil. But it showed him kind of hooked up to a rig where he got pulled back against a, a green screen, and it was a big thing of water that was pushing him back. So now people are speculating that it's Hydro Man, who is a villain or the villain, uh, to me, Hydro Man is a C-list Spider-Man villain, um, and at, at best, at best. But again, cinematically, you have to think a couple things. Cinematically, it's cool. Sandman to me is a B-list or C-list villain, but cinematically, that's a cool thing to see. So we've never seen a water villain like that before. Um, you know, and, until Aquaman until Aquaman, but still on the, not on the land necessarily. So um, I think cinematically speaking, what they should do with all these movies and they did. And personally, I love amazing Spider-Man too, but I thought that they did a good job. They introduced the Rhino. They kind of bookended the Rhino and they also had Electro and they had. um, Oh, amazing Spider-Man too. Amazing Spider-Man too. Yeah. Yep. So, you know what I mean? Like, where they just kind of, like, sprinkled in these other villains. You know, and they did it in this one. They did Shocker and they did Vulture in the first one. So, just just throw them in. They don't have to be huge. It, it's it's what we always said. It's like Baltrock at the beginning of Cap 2. Uh, it's just, like, yeah. before it was, like, oversaturation. And they, they really didn't know how to treat it. They wanted to say, oh, we're going to bring this guy in. It has to be a big thing. It doesn't. I mean, you know, in comics, you, like we always say, in the comics... You can just jump into this scene where they're fighting whoever, and it just mm-hmm. it does the job, and it's over within a, in a couple panels. And That's you've it. got a can, and you got a cameo. So simple, simple fun that will make the fans happy. 
Exactamundo. So let's talk about things that make fans not happy. And I'm just going to preface this by saying that we will devote an entire episode to this. We're just going to go through a few bullet points here. Um, Sony last week announced their SMUK, or Sony's Universe of Marvel Characters. That is the, and I can't remember what the number, I want to say it's like 600 characters that yeah. are not MCU characters that that Sony owns, which is basically Spider-Man's A through Z characters, because really that's it. I think what will really show them uh, that they that they have kind of a future in this will be how people react to this animated movie in a certain, in a certain way, because I just, if they show excitement for a spider verse, like this movie makes a bunch of money, it's going to make a bunch of money because it's animation in the first place. But if it makes a ton of money and people love it, I, it just is going to give Sony even more like, not that we think they should have like the balls to do this, but it's just, it, it's not going to get any better. <laughs> well, I don't, uh, I agree and I disagree with you there. I agree that if we see a good Spider-Verse movie, people will be excited to see that more explored. What I don't think that there's going to be a parallel is, is that it translates to live action. The test is, is Venom and that's it. Yeah, the test is. Oh no, to- no, 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 absolutely. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like I believe that that Spider-Man movie may even cover up a lot of the garbage that will come out of Venom, unless the Venom's good. You know, if Venom's okay and it's enjoyable, then whatever, fine. But at the same time, if if we hate it, at least we got that Spider-Verse movie to look forward to. <laughs> that Spider-Verse movie won't. <laughs> we're thinking. I, I, I know. I'm just. I'm just, I'm just being stupid. No, I'm just like we're thinking. Sometimes we think too much about from our point of view of being a geek live this day by day. If I look at it from a general audience point of view, mm-hmm. they don't know live action and and uh you know animation could be tied together. All they know is this is a cartoon, this isn't. <laughs> and well, there's gonna be people who won't even go see it because it's a cartoon. Well, I mean, there's also the the, the facts that when Marvel does their movies and then they they make these animated series which are basically the movie characters but they're not really running a full parallel with the movies and what is actually happening it's it's kind of like what ifs like whatever you know you know what i'm saying but i think they do they do kind of prime kids and and other people this way through animation to draw the parallels that they want to with the live action movies so i don't know We'll see. So it's, it's building the future of these uh, these movie viewers. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, why are they going to make Venom a PG thirteen movie if it's not to try to get a bigger? They're worried about it. They want a bigger audience. If it's rated do, off, yeah, they do. I just think that like that's the same thing with like Lego Batman. Like yeah. Lego Batman's not going to make me want to go see Ben Affleck. Lego Batman is Lego Batman. I'll go see another Lego Batman movie if I like it, but it doesn't mean I'm going to like what I see live action and vice versa. This, this Sony, I, I, I fully guess. believe 
this end of the Spider-Verse movie will be better than... Oh, yeah. Everything. It will be definitely better than Venom. It may even be better than the films because they can do so many more things in an and, animated world. I mean, when Nicolas Cage is playing Spider-Man Noir, I mean, there you go. Right. So, anyway, um, like I said, that this this whole subject will get its own separate podcast, but... Right. We just proved it right there, I think. Yeah, we did. We just... Um, you touched upon Venom uh, making money, and uh, right now it's tracking for a 50 to $80 million debut, um, which is not necessarily huge for a superhero movie. It would break box office records for October. What about Tom Hardy movie? Oh, for Tom Hardy movie, for sure. It would break records for that. Yeah. Other than uh, Batman Rises or whatever that was. Was he he in that movie? I can't even tell. Who knows? Um, So, yeah, you know, it's on track to do good things at the box office. Um, I think it's a a real cop-out move to go from R to PG-13. But, you know, I don't sign checks. I'm sorry, but it is when you have successful movies like Deadpool and, and Logan and like people want it. So give it to them. Yeah. Real yep. hard. Um, and then staying within the, the Sumac PG. Um, <laughs> is Richard Wink is, uh, tapped to pen the Craven movie. Um, again, Craven's motivation is to hunt the biggest game. The biggest game being Spider-Man. Is Spider-Man in this film? Tom Holland probably is not contractually obligated to do 800 movies. Like, it's just... But you said 600. Right. Whatever. I'm talking spinoffs, too. So And sequels. And sequels. And trilogies. I can't see... Uh, I can't see him being in this film, but... You know, and and again, what what does he hunt? Does he hunt Tom Hardy? I don't know. I just don't. It's just the whole situation is so stupid to me. But we'll have to save it for another time. But w- what's your thoughts on that, real quick? I have none. Moving on, we have a full trailer, last trailer for Iron Fist season two um, before its September seventh debut. <laughs> what do you think of this trailer? I'm excitedly optimistic, like optimistically hesitant on it. Cautiously optimistic. No, <laughs> excitedly. I, I make these words up as I go. No, I, you know what? I really like the trailer. And I think that there's a lot of things in that, that I, that at, on the opposite end of it, where they could turn into complete bullshit. So I, I don't trust them at all uh, until I watch this season and I enjoy it. But it seems like they want to go in the right direction. There are hints in there of the fraction run. Hints, um, yes. Hints. Not a lot. But those hints, I was like, okay, I see. Because there was that one hint in the yeah. first uh, season where they showed the old Iron Fist from World War II, where I was like, okay, cool. This is like the best scene. But my th- thing is that again it doesn't look like you're spending a lot of time on Kunlun but the other thing is is that with these shows when you see the trailer that trailer kind of looks like 
the first three episodes. It doesn't look like the other seven. So, or five, I think it's, is it eight or is it 10? It's 10. Okay. So, um, there's a lot of stuff that they're obviously hiding and pulling back. And most of these shows always have a mid uh, season twist or new character or something that happens to set the person on a new path. But Davos coming, Steel Serpent, you know, like that whole thing is cool. But I want more Kun Lun and, and at least the fighting looked more like an action movie. I mean, the fighting looked insane in the trailer. So that was cool. Yeah, they they definitely have pumped up um, that aspect of it. The kung fu uh, aspect, which is what everyone reads the, the real, for. the much more you know realistic kung fu action yeah. this time around. Uh, what I'm afraid of is too many flashbacks to Kung Lung that it's not actually like set in it. But who knows? Who knows what Typhoid Mary has to do with the whole thing? Which is kind of weird. Oh yeah, I forgot about her. No. So maybe that's the twist. I, who knows? I am. I'm just going to be open minded, and you know what? And hope that they can fix this because I would love to see a good Iron Fist TV show. I love to see a good Heroes for Hire show. It's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> once this once this season fails, I'll know where to go. Well, did I say that? I'm sorry. In this other piece of news, which is Luke Cage is not in Iron Fist season two, according to the showrunners. I don't know. I don't trust I, that. You don't trust that. You just come and punch somebody. Misty's in it, so we saw her, but Daughters of the Dragon look like they get a team up, but um, I, 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 you know, whatever. I've talked about it ad nauseum. I really just want to see that show. Pretty sure that, that Danny and Misty will never hook up in this show. Also true, which I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a Colleen-Danny story. Yeah. Um... Speaking of Misty, though, uh, Misty Knight, there was a reference to her uh, during the season finale of Cloak and Dagger. Which ah, did spoilers! Get up. Yeah, spoilers. I'm, yep. just, I'm sorry. What? It didn't get picked up? It did get picked up. Oh, so God, the, I fall for not watching it. Yeah, so Freeform now will have Cloak and Dagger and uh, Runaways, so season two for both. And what? yeah, Runaways. Hulu, Hulu's not Keeping nope. the runaways? Nope. Oh, that's great. Nope. And you know why? I think accessibility. No, I think that, and I could be wrong, but I want to say that ABC is owned by Freeform, which means it's owned by Disney. Um, I think it's Freeform kind of, is owned by ABC. That's what I mean. Whatever yeah. you know, what I, mean? no, I don't. And, um, it's all owned by Disney. Yep. I think that there's something in that to move it away from Hulu. I think they just, they tried it. They did it. It was successful. They're doing season two, but I listened to a, a Collider heroes and one of the, the stars of, um, of runaways was on there. And he was saying like, he was like, I can't say anything, but I hope that there's, you know, crossover potential between these things. Um, so I could see there being a crossover between uh, Runaways and Cloak and Dagger, especially since the kids are Runaways and Cloak and Dagger are Runaways. I could definitely see them having some crossover. So, and then I guess just they made a, a reference to Misty Knight somehow. So, which is cool. That's nice. That's I smart. wish these TV things could be connected. 
Hashtag. Uh, it's all connected. No, but you know, with with the DC CW shows doing their crossovers, it's only smart that Marvel actually gets on the boat of doing what's right with doing what the fans want. <clears throat> World building. Well, it, not only the fans doing what they've done for the last sixty years just, in comics, but I was just going to say even in the last ten years in movies. Also true. Like, why do you why do you think your TV shows aren't important? It's it it opens it up even more. Yeah, like we haven't said this in the last hundred episodes of this show. Yeah, it, our shows are all connected. <laughs> and the last piece of little news: um, if Tim Miller was to go ahead with shooting Deadpool two, he confirmed that he would have done uh, Fantastic Four cameos. There's <laughs> even concept out art out there of updated costumes of the Miles Teller and uh, Carrie Mara. I can't remember what her name is. Kara Mara, Michael B. Jordan. Yep. Toby Kebbell. That team, that whole group there. Who? So. That's, that's right. So, it would have been neat to see, you know, something. Sure. Been yeah. Really? Doesn't matter now. Neat. If he owns it all, doesn't matter. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> all right. Take us down, DC. All right. It's my turn. That was a, that was a really long opening to this show already. Dang. There's a lot of news in two weeks. Yeah, there is. All right. All right, DC fans. Big news dropped today. Brendan Fraser, who really needs so you know, you know, he needs more work out there. I love the guy. Um, he's been cast as Robot Man in Doom Patrol. So Doom Patrol is spinning out of Titans and will be is was the second show one of the one not the second another of the shows in the first lineup of uh ones that'll be 2019 ish uh on the DC Universe paid subscription channel. Uh so I think that's 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 pretty big. What do you think about Brendan Fraser joining this cast? Sure. Where has he been? <laughs> I don't know. Nowhere. Yeah. I um I don't know. I, I don't really have actually much of an opinion on this because I don't know it. I don't know the source material. And since I haven't seen Titans, I'm also not excited hmm. about Titans yet. So I'm, you got me at a loss. Um, okay. Yeah. So here's the other part of it. In the last two weeks, uh, this is kind of old news, guys, we know, but Cyborg has been announced that he will be played by uh, Jovan Wade opposed to uh, what's his name that plays him in the movies? Ray Fisher. Fisher. So Ray Fisher, under our speculation, thinking that they would try to, you know, somehow connect their movie verse and their um, TV verse is it's not going to happen. So let them continue to do their worlds of DC or whatever they want to call it, and that's it. So. Is um, just to confirm the the uh, cyborg is he gonna be in Doom Patrol or Titans? Doom Patrol and Titans probably. Okay. He was yeah he was like he would be stupid if he's not in Titans. That's all. Yeah, I mean that's that's that was the description of the show anyhow. Remember he was like, and that's what really got us talking about it in the first place. So. It looks like Cyborg maybe in his Justice League role is, you know, as is, but we'll see how they play it out. Um, 
we do have to get through Titans first, as you said. Uh, so yeah, that, I mean, it's just like now you got three separate universes: movie verse, streaming verse, and CW verse. Okay, you know, it's just, just it's a lot, isn't it? Like, I get if if there are references to the CW verse in Titans and Doom Patrol, I will shut up because that means there's one TV verse, and I will say, "Sweet." So we do have to remember that Berlanti isn't is in control of these shows as well. Right. So, and there's the a lot- Gotham verse, but I'm just stepping away from that oh, as it ends. Something we didn't put in the Gotham verse, uh, the news today, I do want, I'll kind of spin out of this. If they showed this a picture of the mutant leader on set for the next season of Gotham. Well, they also confirmed that Bane's going to be in the next season because yeah. they're doing No Man's Land. Yeah. Um, I I am on season three. Good. I am absolutely loving this show. <laughs> right? Was I, did, I, did I do you wrong by saying that it would be like a guilty pleasure? I it's mean, I, it is. It's what I always called it. I said, this is my DC guilty pleasure that I could really hate, but it's so good and, and weird and violent that it, it just makes me happy to watch it. It's you know. incredibly violent. Yeah. I don't know why it says it's TV 14 when li- they literally took an RPG to a dude and blew him up and did not cut. I was like, so that, that dude just exploded right yeah. there. Like this is predator level stuff. Yeah. And every time the penguin murders somebody, <laughs> everyone, everyone's murdering somebody, even right. is murdering people. It's insane. Yes. But the penguin uh, is especially uh yeah he's very violent, man very violent. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, cool. Yeah. yeah, do you look like him? He does. He does. I'll I'll send you the picture later. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh some some more news on the uh CW uh DC TV crossover. It will be starting on December 9th and running through December 11th. And as mentioned before, Legends will not be part of this nor will Black Lightning. Uh so Black Lightning, they haven't really tied into this universe quite yet, uh, so we'll see where they go with that. But uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens on Legends that they're not even around for it. Hmm. Maybe it's just, it would be just too weird, I guess. Well, remember that, so the trailer for Season 5 of Legends showed that, like, legendary monsters are now getting released to the world, which is awesome. I love that this show's going just wherever the hell it wants to. It's so weird. It, like last season was just like cheese and like low budget and good humor weirdness. And and that's why I always like, can you just watch this for me? And you'd be like, I'm still far behind. You should yeah. just, just do it. It's such a weird I'll I'll go back because show. I've only read reviews that said it gets better every year. Um, and you got to, I do trust me on Gotham. So, right. Well, it's not like I did. It's just that whatever. Anyway, I'll go back to it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for this crossover. Um, even if it's a three part crossover, but we also get the reveal of Batwoman. We do. Who, whose show will be debuting mid season. 
So that's yeah. It'll kick off basically the show within the next month, right? Yeah, I guess, right? That means they have to be filming it like right now, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, I do want to touch upon real quick just the fanboy dirtbags out there who made <laughs> Ruby Rose quit um, Twitter, you know what I mean, because of their outcry. I don't know why. I, I really don't. You know what I mean? Like, I've actually seen most things that Ruby Rose has been in. Um, cause I like triple X and I watched like orange is the new black. And I can't remember, I've seen her in a bunch of stuff and she's a capable actress. Um, I think this is actually going to be really good for her. Um, emotionally speaking, I, I actually went through and just read, um, I want to call it Batwoman elegy, which was by, uh, geez. Hold on a second. I'll look it up. But anywho, I went and read it. It was, um, you know, I think it was like 10 issues uh, as part of Detective Comics. Mm -hmm. And it was great. It was really cool. The artwork was out of effing control. Like just some of the weirdest images I've ever seen, but done beautifully well. So um, it's a really cool, like little arc and it, it gives you the backstory if you need to know this character. Um, so I suggest if you're interested in knowing anything about Batgirl or Batwoman, sorry, Batwoman, um, go and check out, uh, that run. Can you just tell me who it is? It's, it's somebody Williams. Uh, LG. Jay, Jay, um, no, Greg, sorry, Greg Rucka wrote it. And then it's G or J H Williams the third who who drew it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and Rucka has always been a great writer uh, forever. So, um, please check that out. Gives you a really good uh, backstory. And then the new Detective Comics from Rebirth also has her. She has a comic run in Rebirth as well, but I want to say it's already canceled. I think it got like nineteen issues or something. But anywho. I'm excited for Ruby Rose. I'm excited for Batwoman. And yeah, it's going to be cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about the part of the DC universe we really are struggling with lately. Can we just say, can I just want preface the whole entire thing that we're about to say is rumors. Yes. Because until we see sets, until we see cast photos, until we see any sort of announcement, this is Sorry, any sort of pictures. This is all fake news. Yeah. It's fake news. Hashtag. You ready for this fake news? It is. Go. The Flash movie starts production in February of 2019. Sure. The Flash movie that has had three different titles, a few different directors. I think that's about it, but I'm sure there's more. But yeah, sure. All right. What's it about? Are we talking Flashpoint still? Uh yeah, yeah. Good yep. luck with that, guys. And it's the people who did uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Okay, rock and roll. What about Black Mask as the villain in Birds of Prey? They say it's a Batman villain we've not seen on screen yet, so it's a good guess. This so, one is. We'd seems, like to see it. This seems the most realistic. Do I think that movie's happening? No, no, I don't. I think. I've read more and more rumors about that movie every day, and it's just, it's, they're not even, uh, I don't know. I mean, that whole thing goes to 
why isn't there Suicide Squad 2? Why isn't there the Joker and Harley movie? Why isn't there a Joker Jared Leto movie? What about Batman movie? Well, let's go on to it. Right? I mean, is that a real thing? Because apparently uh, Matt Reeves says that it will be a more of a noir-driven Batman story. Does Good. he know what he's going to do with the movie yet? Are they are they making this movie? Maybe. I don't even know anymore. This might happen before that movie happens. A Supergirl movie in the works? Does it star Melissa Ben Moist? I mean, no. Ben Wall. Sorry. No. No. This no. was another one of those. Should it? Wow. Grant Gustin should be Flash, of course. But I'm just saying, like, I think um, this is another one of those Nightwing, Deathstroke, uh, I'm trying to think, Batgirl. You know, where they just put names in the hat, they pick them out, they throw them, and they just say, yeah, you know what, this movie's getting announced. Sure. What other characters do they have out there? Oh, uh, Killer Croc film's coming. Oh, Scarface movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just whatever. Sure. Kite, Kite Man. Yeah, Kite Man anthology series. Why not? Ten, ten sequels after that. Be awesome, but I mean, yeah. Would I like to see a Supergirl movie? I would. Would I rather see Man of Steel two? Yes. We already have a Superman. He only has his one film. (laughs) Like, give me that. Give me that Brainiac versus Superman film before you go and make a Supergirl movie. So again, rumor mill. What's next? What's next? The greatest DC rumor of all time that The Rock is actually playing Black Adam. Sure. It's the longest running one I think there is. No. For this universe. I think Flash is longer because Flash was announced originally in the Uh, slate. Just like there should be a Cyborg film, there -hmm. should be a Green Lantern. Right. You expect it. Yes. Nobody was like, "Hey, we need a Black Adam film, right?" Nobody. But they would well, we have, have, we have a we have a Shazam movie. You know that the Rock will probably make some kind of cameo in this, you know, after credit scene or whatever. If he makes a after credit cameo, then and only then will right. I believe that that film is coming out. And this is the only way you can prove to me that this is real. I mean, it's like. Why wouldn't you put Black Adam in an after credit scene in a Shazam movie? It makes no damn sense. Or allude to it, even. You know, it's allude to it in the movie and then put him in the goddamn after credit scene. Like it did with that Green Lantern movie and when you made Sinestro a Yellow Lantern. And it was the best part of the whole damn movie. It was. Yeah, I agree. I saw. I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. 
Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right second. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. We are back after those commercials, and let's move on to our everything else category. <laughs> category? Yeah, I know. Categories. Uh, first up, Stranger Things Season 3 will be taking some cues from the Chevy Chase classic detective show, sorry, movie rather, Fletch. Um, I like Fletch <laughs> and, um, Chevy Chase basically just dresses up as all these different characters that try to solve this case. So maybe we get a little bit of that action coming from, uh, what's his name? David Harbour. <laughs> what's his name on the show? Like, chief? yeah, chief. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Sure, I know I saw him in a Miami Vice type outfit uh, in one of the set photos. So <laughs> clearly, there's a little bit of different. He's not going to stay in Hawkins. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm excited. When is this next year? I was just thinking about it today. Yeah, we don't have a date for it. Summer of Love is another theme of it. So maybe we'll get it next summer. <laughs> that's yeah, what that's I think. the that's the rumor. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hope so. I don't want to wait till. A year from October. Would not be surprised if it comes out like on the day that Game of Thrones comes out or something like that. <laughs> As a real FU. But is it though? Because it's like, hey, here's all our episodes. You can watch them all before the second episode of Game of Thrones, and they're still watching Game of Thrones for the next 10 weeks. So, Of course, but remember when they did, what was it? Daredevil season two? Right. On top of a movie. Yes. Like, that's a thing. Like you'll disrupt, you'll disrupt that weekend. And when they want their sales, it's not like a TV show where yeah, you know, HBO like fine, do it. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just saying. anyway. I know, I know, I know. I know. Fletch, he's coming. Chevy Chase is coming. Chevy Chase, will be on the new season. Hot <laughs> <laughs> tub time machine? Is that what's happening? Crossover. <gasps> that sounds about right. And an apocalypse too. Yeah, all at the same time. Sci-fi is working on a time machine TV show. So the is time machine serious or is it humorous? I would don't know. Is actually. it called Doctor Who? No, it's right. definitely not that. But um, H.G. Wells's classic, I believe, is uh, open domain like Dracula and Frankenstein and the Invisible Man and all that stuff. I believe Robin Hood, it's one of those things that they can do it. 
however many ways anyone can do it. So it can be a whole new interpretation of it. You know what I mean? Maybe some kid finds it in the past and goes to the future. It doesn't have to just be like those weird Morglin creatures or whatever they're called, uh, like from the recent Guy Pierce movie. But um, I don't know. You know, I love time travel stuff, so I would check it out. Hey, did you see the Back to the Future reunion? Just yes. happened? That was yeah. awesome. I was like, that's so unique. Okay, that's it? That's uh, Yeah, I mean, just made like H.G. Wells and Doc Brown. Like, you love that shit. Like, it <laughs> makes me want, like, I would, would you take a Back to the Future sequel? Like, if it happened with them now and, I don't know. No. Or, like, Michael J. Fox has a medicine, you know, I don't know. I think it's before you know they did that fun and little thing for the 30th anniversary. Yeah, I think it was for Jimmy Kimmel or Conan or something, and it was cute and it was fine. Yeah, um, but really in the comics they're doing it. You know they have that they have the tell tear tell thing. I don't want to see anything other than that. You know, I really am good with Back to the Future being. Those first two movies. We did have that cartoon it. as well. So you're right. Yeah, we did have that cartoon. You're right. Our 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 wishes were fulfilled. Yes. So I'm good. Ten years ago. Yeah. We're getting we're getting Bill and Ted. You know, let's keep our time traveling to those two chuckleheads. You're damn right. My wife still has to watch that. Does she? <laughs> I need to watch it. I think it's on Amazon Prime. That's what I'm saying. I need to watch. I need to. I haven't watched in so both those movies in so long. Yeah, time for a reunion. Love them. Moving on, we have our first picture from American Horror Story Apocalypse, which brings back the Coven. Um, I got super excited about seeing this picture. Coven's actually my favorite season, uh, besides the first season. Um, which Stevie, comes Stevie together. Uh, they're combining those two. Yeah, together. yeah, they combined the two best seasons. So I don't know how that's working, since obviously the same actors are used yeah. for different roles. Um, but I don't know. I don't care. I'm excited. I'm pumped. You know, I like I like that show about seventy five percent of the time, and that's enough for me. Um, you know, there's some bet. There's some bad seasons, some good seasons that start great and then they go bad and then some awesome seasons. And there's like, I love the, um, the hotel. That's such a weird show and it's everywhere, but I, I really, I really, uh, dug that show. So, um, I don't know. I just, I just think like the whole idea of that show is, is, is interesting and you always hope for the best and it's cool that they're doing it this way. Yeah, I um, I'll tune in. I have not watched it. Actually, I have not watched it since Coven because the next you didn't watch Hotel. I didn't because I started watching Freak Show and I loved it, and then it went down so fast. I know that I was just like, ugh, and I stopped and I didn't go back. And I know you've talked about Hotel and uh, Chris Siever from Gourmet Scum Radio has also talked about Hotel and. I'm sure I'm going to like it because it has vampires in it. I just, it's invigorating. Yeah. I'll probably go and watch that one, but this one I'm 
actually very excited to see what happens. Um, why don't you take this next piece of news? That's it's not much. Um, HBO put out a an official poster or digital poster, whatever they do these days on a social media. Uh, it's they have picked up a full season of the upcoming Watchmen TV show, and it's coming out in 2019. So that means they've seen it, they liked it. Yeah, it's, it's not done. just getting a pilot. Yeah. Like they got the pilot, and now it's got a full season. So. It's good enough for HBO. It's probably good enough for us. Yeah, you know, I think about that sometimes. Um, and HBO is pretty consistent with its programming. I've been watching HBO since Tales from the Crypt, Sex in the City, Dream On, Sopranos, like Tales or uh, Kirby Enthusiasm. Like, I like HBO shows. And um, it's very rare where I find one where I don't like it. So if they believe in the Watchmen, then like you just said, I will most watch likely the I will watch. watch the Watchmen. Yeah. Ooh, who's watching the Watchmen? You're watching Watchmen. I'm, you couldn't have said it better. Um, moving on, Double Dare, uh, which came back with Mark Summers as the host. No. Is now- yeah, I did. I put it on DFAT. I was excited. Um, Double Dare is back on Nickelodeon. Uh, started last month, I think, or maybe the month before that. And now uh, they're taking Double Dare across the country. And they're actually coming here where I am in Rochester, which means they're likely coming to where you are. They're on that coast already. So. What? Yeah. Live show, Double Dare. You could be a contestant. Aaron, you want to get on Double Dare? Yeah. I, she has. You can come hang out with me. We'll get double dare. We'll go double dare. So stay tuned. Right? Sorry. Or DFAT on double dare because we're going to be there. We might be there or just look for where <laughs> double dare is coming near you. Uh, Glow, my favorite wrestling show of all time, is coming back for season three. Got renewed by Netflix. Um, I know you have not watched it yet, but gosh darn it, you need to get on it, my friend. I have watched half of season one. Yeah. And the only reason I fell off was because the viewing party was not into it. You know, it's like when you're going through those dungeons and people are like, nope, and they drop out. Wow. I have to do it. I have to do it on my own. Yep. Half hour every episode. Oh, exactly. Fantastic. Exactly. Fantastic. We binge. Binge. The perfect episode length. And along with it, uh, Netflix also announced that it's renewing End of the Effing World. Um, it is end of the fucking world. I'll drop our, our F bomb here, but it's a, it was a British, I want to say it was a British comic book or it was a British book, but I want to say it was a British like web comic that got turned into this show. Um, and short six to eight episodes, half hour each really weird, um, cute, great little show. Um, so that's coming as well um and then finally as everything was old is now new again uh veronica mars is getting a revival uh developed on hulu well don't forget that uh they did that basically what it was a mini series or or tv movie no they did a i want to say it was either kickstarted or indiegogo movie 
And um, me and my friends actually all had a viewing party. Oh, is it a movie? It was a movie, right? It was a movie, yeah. Sorry. They wanted, I say, I think they wanted two million and they raised four or more. It was like one of the most successful at that time, like movies to get funded. And um, the movie was good. And uh, you Jessica Jones fans, that's one of the first times you can see Kristen Ritter is on Veronica Mars. Um, and Rob Thomas, the creator, um, he's been doing, he's the creator of iZombie. Uh, he's been doing stuff for a long time and he did the show called party hard, which if you can find it is absolutely amazing. But, um, I am, I'm pumped for Veronica Mars coming back. And so Kristen Bell's back and Rob Thomas is back. So I am guaranteed that they'll get everybody else back because he, he takes care of his people. He's one of those creators that the same actors show up in each thing that he does. So, uh, yeah, it'd be cool. Veronica Mars. Hey. Hey. Guess what? What? The Power of Grayskull is coming to Netflix. Is it? It is. What is that again? So, I kick-started this... uh, this little documentary that was uh, by definitive films and they, they went and did apparently this awesome. I haven't watched it yet. I I've had the chance cause I have the uh, direct download, but I've been waiting for my Blu-ray to get here. Uh, so massive universe, one of my favorite things of all time, not just geek things or anything life things, I guess. Um, is getting a documentary. And you can see it on Netflix starting on August 24th. So it's coming up real soon, guys. Oh, mm-hmm. that's in a couple days. Yep. Yep. But, oh, uh, so they kickstarted this and, uh, only the Kickstarter patrons could get the Blu-ray edition of it. So I'm really excited to get that, my hands on that. So are you getting the Blu-ray edition like now? Yeah, it's in the mail. Oh, okay. So it should be here when you get here. Okay, so, I was going to say, if it's coming out in, like, two days, then you should have it. Like, you want to watch it when you come here? I doubt our wives are going to care, but maybe at night when they're asleep. Yes. I will watch it. <laughs> Late nights in California, my friend. That's so. it. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, this just dropped today. Danny Boyle is off of Bond 25. Um, now, this is following the rumor that Idris Elba is going to possibly be up for the role of Bond. Here's my thing. With the Idris Elba thing, I think that that's the internet. Um, I don't think it's real. I do think that he may be up for the next Bond. But Daniel Craig, as much as he went back and forth, I think will be Bond in Bond 25. The Danny Boyle thing... Um, I'm not super mad about it because I think he would have done an insanely good job, but you know, Bond isn't like, I don't know, as as huge of a James Bond fan as I am. And I, and I am, um, I just think that like, you can get some certain directors to come in. I don't think it's like, you know, I don't necessarily want to see Michael Bay shoot a Marvel movie as much as I like Michael Bay, Danny Boyle doesn't need to be in a Bond movie. He can go do something else. I think you can bring in a Michael Bay to shoot a Bond movie. Um, 
Yeah. So I'm not upset about it. I think it would have been cool to see his interpretation of it, but it didn't get me. I was like, oh, okay. I had no idea that Danny Boyle was even up to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he left over creative differences, so... You're damn right. He has been up for a director of Bond in the past. I think Sam Mendes actually beat him out for Casino Royale. So it, he, I, that's what's curious. Like, I also always find it really weird when they say creative differences because it's the same thing with like the guys who did um, Han Solo. It's like they had to come in. They had to pitch an idea. And the studio had to then say, yup, let's do this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand where creative differences come when you're so late in the game. Like, this Bond movie is supposed to have already started filming, I think. So, you know, I guess, like, they start filming and then realize it's completely different than what they agreed upon in a contract. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I still can't get the beach on Blu-ray. Yep. Why? I don't know. Why, Casey? I don't know. Me neither. Yeah. Um, and then finally in movie news, uh, The Predator um, has received a prequel book in book form. So did uh, I. From yeah. Danny Glover. Yeah, from Danny Glover, sent it to Chris, uh, written by James A. Moore. Um they don't really do this that much anymore. They do it with Star what, Wars. Books? They don't. Yeah, Danny Glover doesn't do that much, but I feel like they don't really do movie uh, novelizations and movie prequel books unless it's Star Wars nowadays. Like Catalyst. Yeah, I mean, I remember Planet of the Apes and Godzilla both got novelizations from Titan. But, like, I just don't see it that often. So, anywho, I thought that that was interesting. And we both got it. And we're both excited to read it. Book club. That's it. Yep. Um, All right. So, let's move on to some video game news. Uh, Why don't you take it? We got a Devil May Cry 5 trailer this morning. Waking up to Dante slaying the fudge out of a bunch of things. I can't use the word you already did today. Yeah. So uh, the game will be released in August of 2019. They're being pretty precise in just the third. So. Yeah. I like, uh, I like those games. Um, He drives a motorcycle that also happens to be a weapon. As they all should be. To be honest. (laughs) Yeah. So I saw that and, uh, I was already on board with the first trailer, so it's only better with this one. I'm pumped. Can I take this next thing? Yeah. And in more news that makes me want to not pay for Amazon anymore. Um, Amazon had this great little program where you could pre-order video games and get a great percentage off, right? 20%. Yeah, 20%. And now they're dropping this program. Except on select games where you can get, is it 20% or what is it? Nope. Uh, Going forward now, um, you get $10 towards your next pre-order, which cannot get redeemed until 35 days after the first game 
is released. So, and this, this ends on the 28th of August, the original 20% off. So if you have anything that you want to pre-order, pre-order it today to get that 20% off. Like Devil May Cry 5. Um, like pr- pretty much anything. Like you and I were just talking about how we haven't caught up to 2019, but right. this is the time to pre-order those things. Um, you know, so Fallout 76, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Red Dead Redemption, Spider-Man. Go drop a grand or two right now. Well, here's you'll the save, thing. You'll save a grand. You'll save a grand, but you know you don't have to pay for them until they come out. So there's really no loss as far as pre-ordering. But um, Not on Amazon. That's true. The ten dollars, it just sucks. Like it's just a sucky little thing. Like it just, and the thirty-five day wait is even worse because usually they release these games within a week of each other now. So it's just if you're not going to get the credit towards it, you're really only getting like one ten percent, or sorry, one ten dollar coupon, probably per quarter. Really, because it takes 35 days to come in, and then the way that the video games are released, it's usually uh, fall, winter, and then you get a little bit in the spring, summer. That's it. Those are when the big game releases come out. That's all. So, I don't know. It sucks. It really does suck. I'm not going to get rid of Amazon because I love Prime, but it sucks. Yeah. What's next? Star Wars. Cute little Star Wars. Uh, so episode nine started filming. Awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to see more things from this uh, awesome production. I don't want to see anything from this awesome production. Don't worry. I'll share them with you. I, you know, I, I, you don't want to see anything from it. I know. But we'll see here the little bits and pieces here and there that'll cause speculation and they won't mean anything. And then we'll go to the movies and it'll be exactly what we wanted. No. <laughs> no. no. I mean I definitely But you love you love Return of the Jedi. I do love Return of the Jedi. Yeah, this is exactly what it's gonna be. It's gonna be that movie. I think JJ will bring bears. <laughs> Space Bears. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think it will be a good movie. And <laughs> JJ will bring it home. That's what I'm excited about. So what are you about what what about you and McGregor saying there are isn't an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie in the works. Do you believe this? Do you believe that Disney is not trying to develop this movie right now? I have two things to say about that. One, if you see the interview, he used his hands and swiped past the Mm -hmm. interviewer. And Mm -hmm. he said, there is no Obi-Wan movie being filmed. (laughs) And I fully believe it's filming right now because he said (laughs) that's interesting. I do. I mean, he didn't do that. I'm making that part up, but I fully believed that this movie is getting made. And I may be naive and stupid, and I'll have my little Star Wars heart broken, but I don't care. I really fully believe that this film is coming out. You, what's Ewan McGregor been doing? Nothing. You know? Because, well, he did, Christopher Robin. But 
Right. Once you're in that Disney life, exactly, then it just keeps happening. He was doing talk- that on the side of the Obi Wan. Well, that's, I mean, talk to Donald Glover. It's like, oh, you're you're uh, Lando. Oh, well, you're the voice of Simba. Oh, you'll probably be some random alien in episode nine. You know what I mean? Like once you're in the family or, or in actually he'll probably be a villain in a Marvel movie because that's really the trend is like they keep it under this big umbrella and look at Lupita Nyong'o. I mean, they take care of these actors who want to stay in that family. Absolutely. So Ewan McGregor in Lucasfilm, especially, absolutely, <clears throat> you know, come on back. You do your Christopher Robin, you do a fun little family movie, and then you get to do what you actually want to do. <laughs> like make lightsaber sounds as you swing your lightsaber. Yeah. So I think it's, uh, I, I think it's, you know, he's saying it. It's because inevitable. It's yeah, that's it. It's <laughs> something, if, if they did this by surprise, it's something that will win the hearts of all Star Wars fans. I think at Celebration, at Star Wars Celebration next April in Chicago, we will be getting a lot of announcements, and it won't be this DC style of stuff that just gets announced and never comes anywhere. We will get the first trailer from Episode Nine, guaranteed fact happening, going to right. happen. We'll get, um, I don't know when Clone Wars and Resistance come out, um, but we'll get footage from those. We'll get announcements of the new books and comics and writers and all that. And then we will get some big piece of movie news that we do not know. Mm-hmm. And I, guarantee, I think, I can't guarantee it, I think it's going to be Obi-Wan. Oh, Sorry. We'll also get footage from the shows. I apologize. The we'll shows. absolutely get footage from the shows. And we'll what about what about what the Ryan Johnson universe will be about? I was going to say, well, because we'll get the title of episode nine in December of this year, so that we can talk about it for four months. But you're right. We'll get the Ryan Johnson, the Game of Thrones guys. We'll get footage from the Favreau show, right? And we'll also get. And guess what? Let's bring the fucking house down. Sorry, part two. You and McGregor coming out. Yep. In his robes. In his robes, looking sweet with a lightsaber, looking like that freaking uh sideshow uh mythos edition. <laughs> That's what we'll get. Because if if they did that, everyone will forget that yeah. Han Solo and an episode eight even existed. They won't even remember it. It won't even be a thought in their oh, head anymore. They'll love all of that. They'll yeah. be like, you know what? This wasn't so bad after all. Or that. Yeah, it's something. So Yeah, it's gonna happen. Me- okay. What's next? Mythos. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you talk about this? Um, so we saw our first trailer for Star Wars Resistance. Um it's it's a it's a show that takes place six months before episode seven. Um, Oscar Isaac is playing Poe Dameron. Gwendolyn Christie is playing Captain Phasma. It takes place like on a shipping container. I don't know. It has anime style. It looks to me not entertaining. 
I don't really like the animation. Um, and Dave Filoni is the creator of the show, but he is not the showrunner. So I've lost interest already. Do you think that this show is made for you? I think when I think when you look at something like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. and you look at the brand new one, and I look at it and I go, "This isn't for me. Okay. This wasn't made. This wasn't towards me. It was just because Turtles hasn't gone anywhere. Scooby Doo that comes out now, I don't know. It, maybe I've watched some of the new Scooby Doo and I've quite enjoyed it, but I don't think it's necessarily aimed towards me. I think with Star Wars." They know that the free maker thing may not be aimed towards me. Those Lego cartoon movies may not be aimed towards me. They're fun. But, but they're fun. But overall, I think Star Wars tries really hard to check the boxes that it's going to hit each generation in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So I can't say that this isn't made aimed towards me because it probably is. I think somewhere in there, I'm an episode seven fan, so there's a checkbox. You know what I mean? I know these voices. Kids don't know who Oscar Isaac is or Gwendolyn Christie. I do. Checks that box. You know, so yeah, I think it it is. I just think I just don't care right now. It's also the fact that we really want to see that time period explored more. Which time period? The pre episode seven. I don't care about the six months beforehand. I know, but it's I guess. No. No. 25 years before that? Sure. That I'll see. <laughs> what about 13 years before that? That's fine too. 17? You know, this this 21? one, whatever, however old 24? he is. Um, I, lo- <laughs> I, get, I know, I know. I, you know, I just, I just think that Disney is just going to pump this stuff out and we just take from it what we want from it. Because they're like you said, if they can hit all every level, then they've they've successfully done their jobs. Where you can sit in your car and listen to this awesome audiobook, or this kid just can sit there and watch these spaceships go across the screen. So we really I guess for the next level of that content, we're really gonna have to wait for the streaming service. I think I think again it you know, I'd be interested to listen to what Jedi Council says because one of the guys on there, Ken Knapsack, is a huge uh, vehicle Star Wars vehicles fan. Okay, and this seems to be more aimed towards people who like Star Wars vehicles. That's cool. That was the one thing that stuck out to me. I was like, oh, okay, the tech. Clearly, they had it. <laughs> clearly, it was different. Yet they didn't show it in Episode Seven, but they have it in this trailer. Um, you know, maybe it's more for the vehicle fans. I don't I don't know. I, I have to see an episode and see what it's like and see if it's something that I can dig. It's just that the I remember when they announced it, I wasn't excited. And then in this trailer I again is like, okay, this is like dumb, goofy stuff. But um who knows? We'll see. You know, I'm excited for new Star Wars, new characters, stuff that doesn't have to tie into the lightsabers and the and the Skywalkers and this looks like it's not going to be like that. I mean, Rebels right from the get go, we knew there is a person who is from the Clone Wars who is a Jedi esque character with Kanan. We knew it right from the beginning trailers. 
this isn't doing that. This is different. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it would have been really different if it's like, oh, this show is going to center around Kanan and Hera's son, you know. If that was like, if he was the main character of this show. That wouldn't match at all, time-wise. At all. Not even Just saying. I guess so. I guess you're right. Yeah, not even. I mean, he would be older than Luke. No, no, man. It's so weird at the end of Rebels because they jump around and they like, oh, he's he's so, yeah, like he's like Civil War four. Yeah, I, I don't know. You're right. No, thirty yeah, years later. Yeah, thirty right. years. Oh, right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, why didn't you do a show that was earlier, featuring that kid maybe, or something like that to keep it like generational for these shows, these Filoni shows. Yeah, that's fine. I still that think Fil- I think Filoni is doing something bigger because he says in the interview that he's not. Because people, you know, they asked him, "Are you the showrunner?" He said, "No, I created the show, but there's different showrunners." He said, "I'm so entrenched in the Clone Wars." Here's the thing about that: this animation takes so long to do that the show's animated months before those actors come in and record their voices. It's scripted, it's choreographed, it's done. And then those actors come in, they do their lines, and then they leave. So he's done. For me, he's probably got like, you know, the finishing touches and all that kind of stuff that you got to do. But, you know, the the music, the voices, but I don't, he's done. He probably was working on that shit while Rebels was ending. Because Rebels, for us, Rebels ended this year. For yeah. the cast, it ended last year when we saw them at Celebration. So what was Dave Filoni doing for the last year? He probably did Clone Wars. So what is he doing right now? He's probably doing that Hera or the Sabine and um, Ahsoka thing. That's what I think he's doing. For a streaming service, because Clone, be Wars, Clone Wars is going to be on uh, Cartoon Network or Disney XD or wherever that goes. Probably, yeah, probably XD. Because so is um, probably, so ne- is no, Resistance. probably Netflix or XD. No, Resistance is on uh, Disney. Disney XD. Channel. It's no, I oh, it's on, Disney Channel. It's on Disney Channel itself, which makes me believe it's is more Disney XD. Disney Channel. It is, but it's different. It's a little more like teen oriented. Okay, I don't that's know. why. I don't that's why, kids, I don't that's why you got resistance, like aiming at a younger crowd. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so let's move on. <laughs> to what? What are we moving on to? Chris, Pursuit of Plastic Time, what do we got, buddy? We have a new Mezco figure hitting the pre-order market this week. Uh, Cyclops, uh, Mezco's version of the Jim Lee X-Men animated you know, version that we know of Scott Summers. This figure has uh, kind of a hefty price tag to it, 100 bucks, 100 bucks, depending, plus uh, shipping if you're going through Mezco. 
maybe you're not, maybe you're not paying for shipping through entertainment earth or a little bit of shipping with big bad toy store. But, uh, you know what, for a light up feature on pretty much what I consider a standard figure, uh, I, I just feel like Mezco has kind of raised the price tag. Looking at the Iron Man figure that uh, we pre-ordered a while ago and should be due out within the next, uh, I would say a couple months, but I mean a year, uh, you get this these real metal components, which is a cool step up, you know, with into their uh, collector figure market, plus yeah. the light up features. So why are we getting now a figure that just has a standard light up feature in his visor at a hundred dollars? Yeah, it's a little surprising because I think about my space ghost and it has a lot of different um, accessories like his, you know, shooting things out of his hands. And then it's also, I got the period previous exclusive one that glows in the dark, which again, probably costs more for them to do. Um, and it's limited. This Cyclops seems like a standard issue, you know, same body, uh, fairly similar body suit that everyone gets just obviously the different, you know, it's got look different. And then you do get like a I beam shoot, you know, that comes out pretty far, but that's kind of one of those standard things on some of these, you know, not I beams, but some sort of power thing, you know, even Spider-Man's web shooters. So, um, a hundred dollars. So it's $20 extra for this. I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going on with it. And I severely hope this isn't the future because $80 is a lot, but you're also getting a lot. And I can justify it's a step up from fig arts that costs between 50 and $65 because you're paying for import fees, $45 if you can find them in America. So, um, anywho, it's, it's, it's too much. And I hate Cyclops to begin with, um, but this figure does look exactly like the Jim Lee. So I was kind of like, I put it against my Wolverine. They'll probably release a gambit, you know? Oh, <laughs> I don't, I, I can't, I can't pay for that. They will. And you're right. They will release a gambit and they will release more. Beast and Nightcrawler and you already have a Magneto one away. So oh, I, yeah, that I, I did pre-order this figure. Um, it's, it's when I will not open. Because if the aftermarket value goes up, I will have no problem selling him for $100 more. Because I don't like the character in the first place. But I think it's a mistake not to order it. All right. What's next? Yep. As usual, I mean, that's just how it works. (laughs) Funko Savage World. The uh, figures that are kind of based on the old... Well, they're not... They are based on the old... He-Man figures, those awesome, what what were they? Five inch, yeah, four, like five inch figures, muscly, muscly, muscly Um, but now they're doing horror figures in this style. What was the uh, what, what ones did he just release? Was it Michael Myers, Pinhead? Yeah, these uh, Leatherface, Jason. Yeah. So the, the classic, the five classics. 
Um, the mainstays. Yeah, I do. I, I don't know what it is about it. I do not like them. I know they're going to go and do a line of, of Thundercats in this style. And that, to me, makes sense because I feel like the moles were very similar back in the 80s. They had those giant chest muscles, whereas these horror figures, I, I don't know what it is about them. I just don't like it. Yeah, it's a weird mashup. It's a manic Monday. A lot of money. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Funko. Yeah. They can do they can do anything with this this style because they own the rights to it. They they and Super Seven both have the rights to it. Yeah. So you know, it's what you just said. It's not for me, but um, it's definitely going to be to some horror fans. And uh, you know, that was actually something that uh, me and Sewage talked about today because he was like, "I cannot wait to get those," and I was like, "I just don't." like them but it's that's funny because i i love the more modern version of like the master nervous characters like the classics Mm -hmm. and how they do them even the filmation ones that they've been doing but i i really i can't stand that old line i like like i like it for what it is but yeah i'm not gonna go and buy like jason Voorhees in that like version or michael myers you know it's like he looks (laughs) he looks ridiculous He looks. I would buy that kind of figure, but I I just can't because it's this being here is. I'm really debating just having a supply of them. Well, I'm going to RetroCon, mm-hmm. and I'm really, really debating buying them and flipping them. What you should do is if these aren't out yet, are they? They're coming out in October, and so I I think so. They'll be out by the time comes maybe but right now you can still get your hands on those master universe figures they're still on pre-order and they also have the reaction hordak and shira from comic-con on their site right now so if you want some stuff that you know play with the the show then Hmm. that's my suggestion okay that's a good suggestion i like that suggestion (laughs) Check it out. I will check it out. Finally, today, uh, it was actually announced that we will be getting a Betrayal at Cloud City Lego set. Featuring all these different situations that happened at Cloud City and the Empire Strikes Back. Man, that's a great set. Unfortunately, it probably costs about $300. (laughs) That's one of those big ones. Um, yeah, with the carbonite chamber. And yeah, then that slave one. It's like this little mini version. Of slave yeah, and the 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 scene where Darth Vader's at the table. It's so yeah, it's, it's all that great stuff. Uh, it's a it's a badass set, man. It I, is. I want it really oh, bad. The, the lightsaber duel. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's like so you the, get a lot of minifigures with it, a lot of cool minifigures. Yeah, a ton of minifigures. Um, I love it. I want it. You know, Lego has been killing it forever, but you know, they, they're Star Wars stuff. They get it. <laughs> they just get it. They yeah. know what to do for the fans. So that's a set that I 
they think it's really cool and I do want it eventually. Good, good stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely. Good show. Well, where can you find us? We are at don'tforgettotell.com, the only place to travel geekly. So if you want some news, reviews, interviews, and more at your daily website, then check us out. Yeah, and you can also find us on all the social media at dfattowel. And if you have any questions, queries, quiz, you want to be a writer, a content creator, just like taking pictures of toys, you want to share them with us. Don't forget to tell one at gmail.com. We will take those inquiries. So we, um, we're happy that you guys are listening. You know, as Chris said at the top of the uh, podcast, we're going into the next 100 episodes in the next six years. Uh, don't forget to tell. So keep following along with us. Um, expect to see uh, some fun stuff in the next couple of weeks uh, as Chris and I get to get together. Um, so, yeah, we will we'll try to work in a video component against what you want to do. But I might do it. <laughs> we should. I have this awesome dining room table that we can set up as the uh, interview like table space. That's it, man. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. We're going. We're going live in a couple weeks. That's right. That's right. Less, than, less than less than a couple weeks. So it's yeah. exciting. Get ready for DFAT on the West Coast. That's right. G fat coast to coast. So this has been uh, Casey saying, read your comics. And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.